Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, the number one show for uh, IVF, followed by babies, followed by uh, more talking about IVF. This is Matt. Wow, that well, should be our true. new tagline. I mean, look, we are number one in That's that true. category. In that category, we are. If you get super specific and drill down, as they say, honey, you'll find that we are the most popular podcast in the world for that specific thing. It's like those Amazon charts. That are what? It's like number one in like biohacking. Dora, you seem to really be eyeballing my delicious beverage right now. Well, the way you poured that was very interesting. What was so interesting? I don't know. It it? just like captivated me for some reason. Well, because it looks delicious. Yeah, it does. Look at this, honey. Getting wild today. Is that? Zero sugar root beer. I was going to ask. We did it. Cream soda. No, no, no. I mean, even though I've been on an ice cream kick the last three and a half days. Yeah, you're turning into me. I got to stop turning into you. I don't know what caused it. The heat. 
You know, it's been I've been outside a lot lately. Been outside working, mm. doing some manual labor, mm-hmm. and being like, I earned a tasty, tasty Ben and Jerry. <laughs> Don't eat it all in one sitting. I haven't, but still. And then the other night when I was watching Henry, I was sending Henry Ranch. It was very funny. Dory came in and she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm watching Spider-Man on two screens, <laughs> which I literally was. And it was very funny to me that you seemed like not to quite buy it. And then in the dialogue, someone said Peter Parker. And then you were like, oh, my God, he is. <laughs> the whole situation was confusing. You were also awake thinking, I don't know what time you thought it was. It was like one o'clock. Oh in the morning. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, that? right. I yeah, I do. <clears throat> I've been waking up a lot. Yeah. Well, look, it, it, I just think you're uh, uneasy about this whole uh, baby thing. You know, you're not sure if Henry likes you anymore or if he uh, recognizes you as a person. These are things we all go through. Hmm. You know. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That hadn't occurred to me, but Henry's thanks, a big fan of t- dad. Oh, yeah. Not really. Just that uh, dad plays guitar. He's a big fan of dad's, the the sounds that come out of dad's guitars. <laughs> he is. Yeah. The end. <laughs> the end. Uh, let's see. Lots of updates. Baby jail. We have a baby jail now. It's fully, it's plastic. It's multicolored. I asked our friend Crystal what baby jail she recommends um, because she has giant dogs and babies. Mm. Um and I believe we ended up getting the same version uh, just by happenstance because I did the research and neglected to tell you anything. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of left you on your own there. Then I, I ordered it from Target. Yeah. Uh, and we got it. It's very rigid. It's good. Look, his whole playmat roll float. It goes on the floor. I don't know why Dory's like his whole playmat doesn't fit anywhere. Remember that one time you said that and I felt so bad about life. Mm. Just utterly depressed. Yep. Turns out all I had to do was put it down. <laughs> well, we had to move some furniture around. Not really. It's uh, in the middle of our living room. Well, yes, that's 100% <laughs> true. Look, is it spacious? No. Does it fit? Sort of. So there's that. Where's Where are we also? Let's talk about young Henry Julian. He, uh, each night... He makes it a little longer without his uh, full full blown wakesies. Yeah, four twenty the other day. Yeah, this morning five forty. Five forty. So that's we're talking about sleeping from. I mean, last night he, he went down at seven. seven. So yeah. he did seven to five forty. So almost, which is almost eleven, 11 hours. hours. Uh, it's been great. Just you wait everyone we'll have him in our room in no time here's my favorite thing about our son he can wake up in his crib even from a nap during the day and just sort of like look around and hang out go like hmm well i can't quite pick up my pacifier this fist looks good and i'll just suck on his fist for a second and look around and look around a little more but i've known children to like open their eyes, not see anyone else, and start screaming. Yet our child doesn't give a shit if anyone else is around or not. Which means he's definitely our child. (laughs) He's like, hmm, whatever. (laughs) He's blasé. I'll make my own time. I'll do what I want right now, which is eat this fist. Yeah. He's really into his hands lately. Yeah. 
still uh, un- unknown which hand is his dominant hand. He does have some signs of ambidextrism, I will say. I think all babies do. They're supposed to. They're supposed to seem ambidextrous until they're. Look, I don't know the facts. I just like say two. my observations and present them. In fact, it's like it's supposed to. I think be bad if they're really favoring one hand. Oh well, great job. He's not bad. Um, <sighs> what a loser! What a loser, baby! You know, I think we should tell everyone that I'm pumping right now. Jory's pumping right now. Can you believe it? I can't. I got. She's got hands free pumping. She's not connected to anything. I got a she, new. She went on Facebook groups. I went. I went on Facebook and I bought a pump that goes in your bra. That's it. There's no like wires. There's no external thing. It's called the LV, and I bought it off of a very nice woman from South Pasadena. So pass. What? Um, what? I don't think you're really supposed to buy pumps secondhand, so don't like tell the FDA, I guess, or whoever regulates that stuff. I don't, I don't know who regulates that stuff. Um, but these pumps are expensive, so I was happy to get one secondhand. Yeah. Um, but it's been a the hard thing is you never know if you're gonna like if you're gonna get along with the pump or exactly. not. Exactly, and that was why I waited, you know, over two months to get it because I was like. This thing is expensive. It's not covered by insurance. What if I get it and I don't like it? Well, it turns out if I'd gotten it and I didn't like it, I probably just could have sold it. But I was very hesitant. And then finally, I was really at the end of my rope with pumping. Yeah, I believe last we left off, um, at least talking about pumping on the show, you were like, I think I'm done pumping. Yeah, it was just so horrible. And then I got this on Wednesday. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it's been, it has been a game changer. Total game changer. I'm talking, there's, there's times people where Dory Shafrir forgets she's pumping. Just forgets. I'm just, oh, I've been, oh, I need to turn off this pump. Way over this pump limit. I don't know what a pump limit is, (laughs) but she's way over it. I pumped in the car. She's pumped while driving. She's pumped while 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 making reading stories to Henry. She's just such a such a modern uh, mom uh, about town. You know, I could go about town. She goes to Hannah Gadsby and she's pumping. I pumped on my way to Hannah Gadsby. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's true. I pulled over and poured the milk into a little bottle. Oh, you wouldn't, you didn't want to do it at the valet? Hang on, guys. No, I also I didn't valet. Oh, yeah, okay. Parked around the corner. All right. Um, Look, all I will say is it's you know I would you're less likely to get some scratches on your car if you valet. Well, a very nice uh, parking attendant guided me into the spot. Good God! Well, he asked me to back in, Guys, and it was very narrow. Dory is not. I hate parking. She's not great at just handling a, the beast of a car she has. So. It's. I was out there on Friday, so sweaty. Just so I, I've tanned quite a bit. I will say, um, trying to with a buffer, guys. Orbital buffer from Black and Decker. Orbital random buffer. I, I said, uh, you know, now that I think I'm an expert in fixing bodywork on on cars, which I'm not, but I kind of enjoy it. <laughs> I decided to. Just uh, take a good cleaning to Dory's car, sort of buff out what I could, and I got rid of like 80% of the scratches. Um, 
And then uh, I ordered some touch-up paint. Guys, the lease is up, so I am on money-saving patrol here. Trying to fix this car before we return it to the good people of Volvo. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so surprised that she self-parked it on Friday. That's all I'm saying. That was a weird story to get to. Yep. We got there, though. We did. I, I, I've been watching a lot of car daily, de- detailing videos on YouTube. You love a YouTube instructional oh. video. Oh, my God. So here's what I'm doing lately, guys. I'm, I'll, I'll pop that on the car. So here's the, you know, I have these scratches on my car that have been there for a long time that I think are were, from Bo. Are from Bo. And, and my goal was like, I just was like so annoyed by them. I ordered this paint scratch removal touch-up paint kit a long time ago. Finally got the stuff into the shed. Now that I've painted and polished a guitar body, I'm like, I think I know how paint works, finally. I think I know how to make a clear coat shine. Um, I decided to undertake it. So I've been undertaking that for a little while. Uh, But here's what I like to do. I like to, you know, tape off everything. Get to work, you know, little little bondo on there, um, because both scratches were so deep, um, and uh, I watched some car detailing YouTube videos, and I put my iPad on the uh, on the hood, and while that's happening, I'll watch this guy, this YouTube guy named Sal, go around to a bunch of dead, oh, dead Sal. malls. Sal's going around to dead malls. <laughs> Sal does these like out forty-five minute hour-long videos at dead malls. I see like a poor man's Dan Bell. He is a little bit. That's exactly right. You know, I saw episode thirty-eight or something like that, and he he said, you know, when I first saw Dan Bell's channel, I was like, finally, at least give some credit to the master. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I started following Dan Bell on Instagram, and he followed me back. That's awesome. Yeah, he only follows like two hundred people. That's very illustrious. Thank you. I was proud of myself. Do I even follow DB? I don't know, but I'm intrigued by his Dead Motels series. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's great. Dan Bell, you should all, if you're not uh, watching his YouTube videos, the guy was... I. He was a pioneer. Innovator. Pioneer of the Dead Mall motif. Also, I think still, still has done it better than everybody else. Aesthetically... Uh, well, he's just got such a such a well of expertise. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited about that because that if Dan Bell's going, uh, I could probably get like uh, tip offs as to like, well, what's the next video gonna be? Oh my God, Dan Bell! He was following me, and I hadn't followed him back. Oh my God. Dan, I'm sorry. Wow. I, I was so bad. I'm so bad Rude. at Instagram. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Guys, That's offensive. This is a lot of YouTube talk. I love it. <laughs> you know what? Why don't we just talk about the final thing I did? I've been making a lot of... Uh, some say I've been nesting. Others say I'm just weird. <laughs> but I like took it upon myself. There's been like this very uh, wiggly tire towel rack in my bathroom that's been bothering me forever. Finally decided to take care of that. Mounted, uh, I think we talked about this last week, 
but you know, mounted those uh, bookshelves yep. to the yep. wall. Uh, and then, uh, you know, yesterday I was having trouble with my iPad getting onto our internet. It'd be like my, the computer, my laptop would connect, but my iPad wouldn't connect. My phone would connect, my iPad wouldn't connect, my the, iPad would connect, but my TV wouldn't connect. The TV in the bedroom connected and then it disconnected and then it reconnected. Yeah. So we've been having a lot of trouble with these fucking airport expresses. And we pay Spectrum like over $100 a month for super supposedly super fast internet. Ultimate, whatever it's called, yeah. extreme, I think. With a, with a turbo boost so or something. So I'm finally like, I said to Dory this morning, the last straw, ironically, everybody, to loop it back, the last straw was me sitting down this morning, firing up the TV, and seeing that YouTube was unavailable. <laughs> I was like, okay, this has to stop somewhere now. I had already ordered the, the wireless gear, the Orbi. I uh, did some wire cutter research, poked, poked around some CNET reviews. Uh, but that's not getting here till tomorrow. I'm like, I need to get this. I need to, you know, if I'm going to upload this podcast, if I'm going to, I need the internet to be working. So I was like, I can cancel the Amazon order and I'm going to go to Best Buy and get it. Well, Best Buy doesn't open till 11 a.m. It's 8.30 in the morning and I need my YouTubes. <laughs> so... I say to Dory, we've put Henry down. He's a nap, and he's in nap mode. I'm like, yeah, we've put him in nap mode. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm going to Best Buy. I mean, Target. Target. I'm going to Target because Target's open, and they seem to have two in stock in aisle F19. <laughs> I'll see you later. Can you get diapers? Oh, and soap for the baby's dishes. Okay, do you need me to write it down? I was like, no, it's number two diapers and the robot soap. I'll be back. <laughs> I go. I get some diet. I did a little, little, little. Uh, just happened to shop in the uh, mm. beverage section. Got a, this uh, Virgil zero sugar root beer. Tastes like garbage. Not great. <laughs> eight dollars for an eight pack. Ooh, too much. That's a lot. I agree. Or six pack even. Uh, anyway, we got this Orby. I bring it home. I start setting it up. I'm a little frustrated. I finally disconnect my second generation time capsule. Three terabytes. It's got so many of my backups on here. I loved this thing so much. Anyway, disconnect. Set up this Orbi. I did a speed test right before I disconnected just to see what the difference was going to be. It was, we we're getting a hundred. We have big, we have, we have the fancy internet here because of all the podcasting, uploading and shit that we have to do. Um, 153 megs down before set up the orby 350 <laughs> it doubled the speed of my internet <laughs> and on top of that i go to the bedroom set up the satellite thing this is a mesh system you know we don't have a giant house we talk about it all the time but we got an old house with plaster and chicken wire and all this stuff that makes wi-fi difficult to cast the signal backwards anyway i go in the backyard into the into the bedroom full signal 330 350 i'm like i'm gonna see what happens outside because outside i've been having to use my iphone to watch these dead mall videos <laughs> sending that internet to the thing and uh stood at dory's car furthest car from the house guys 290 i was getting out there damn this full this coverage is like unbelievable so 
Way to go, us. Way to go, Orby. You know, if you're one of these people who thinks that wireless signals are not ba- good for you, <laughs> that's all I have to say. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm happy to be a part of this podcast and uh, this 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 house that now has internet in every room. It's really beautiful. <laughs> I bet Dory could use it while she's pooping now. Oh, thank God. <laughs> um, look, long story longer. I think that it's time for us to actually take a break, honey. Okay, let's do that. BRB. And then we'll talk to you guys about the IVFs, etc. BRB. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. 
I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, we're back. Hey, everyone. Oh, I'll, just before we get to the emails, I want to mention that I wrote an article about Bo. Uh, we buried the lead there. Yeah. Um, it was called, it, it was part of a series on Vox's uh, section called The Goods. And they do a series on the best money you've ever spent. And I wrote about the best money I ever spent was training, was for training my unruly dog. Wow. Yeah. When I when I added it all up, came to about $3,000. I mean, at least. Yeah. At least. Think about the time, the also, also, I like to factor in a little bit of our um chateau stuff because i think that him mingling with the other dogs and with uh, listening to other people also helps him quite a bit that's interesting oh boy should have been like the best yeah i know many more thousands um anyway it was it was so interesting because after i published it i've heard from i've heard from a bunch of people saying that our experience like echoed their own Hmm. Um, Meaning like the dog was a cool dude. Yes. And then all of a sudden the dog was no longer a cool dude. Yes. And also just, you know, spending all the money on training and kind of feeling like nothing was going to work and putting, you know, feeling like they didn't want to give up on the dog. And and then some people even had had also done IVF. Like it was, it was really interesting. Um, And it was also posted on the reactive dog subreddit. Yeah, big uh, big hit over there, that Beauregard yeah. Bosch. I was worried. Someone had written in to, actually, the, the excellent, and I'm going to read her email. She said I could read it on the air, um, saying that she had seen the article on, on you know, r slash reactive dogs. And I was like, oh, no, because, you know, you never know what people on Reddit are going to say. Right. Um, but everyone said it was really great and like quoted from it and well i think the nice thing about reactive dogs is that's a it's a place where people go to talk about their reactive dogs yes and who have dealt with reactive dogs yes that they 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 liked how i characterized especially um kind of acknowledging what bo's limits are and not putting him in situations where he's going to you know be quote unquote bad yeah, like this morning, actually, when I was walking Bo, I was like, I should just walk over to this coffee shop and get some coffee. But then I was like, you know, Bo's been really good lately. And I'd have to go into this coffee place. Why don't we just skip the coffee? See, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. Like, you weren't, you, you knew that it was a potentially dicey situation that isn't fair to Bo to put him in. Right. And it's also like, yeah, sure, it's possible he could have been fine in there. Right. Could have sniffed something, been loved by all. But it's also, he could have, just like someone could have come out of a corner he didn't know. Totally. Just would have been, you know. So I was like, well, I don't need it. It's the same, I mean, it's the same idea as the baby jail. I don't understand baby jail. It really just feels like you're putting Bo in a jail that's much bigger than Henry's. <laughs> I mean, I kind of am. Um, like, I don't, like you were saying, Bo doesn't mean to... You know, Bo doesn't Bo doesn't want to be you know aggressive towards Henry, and he's no, not aggressive, and he's not towards, aggressive Henry. towards Henry. But but Bo can sometimes. But Bo, if he gets distracted, could accidentally put one paw on Henry if Henry's laying on the ground, and that could and, be uh, bad. You know, 
but weighs a lot more than Henry right yes, now. Yes, so we don't want to put him in that situation. Anyway, it was just it was just nice to hear from other people. Um, so I'm I'm going to read this email from Katie first. Mm-hmm. Um, I came across your article on Bo on r slash reactive dogs. I got my reactive girl after eight months of unsuccessfully trying to get pregnant. We knew about her behavior. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we knew about her behavioral issues when we got her leash reactive to other dogs, but really couldn't say no to adopting her because she is so sweet and had languished in the shelter for weeks. Her adoption came with a free behavioral consultation reactivity class. She's on Soliquin. It will be a year since her adoption in September. Her behavioral issues have improved slowly. I often wonder if I'm grateful I hadn't gotten pregnant because otherwise I wouldn't have my girl who has brought me more joy and love than I could have imagined. I'm still not pregnant and we've started treatment, but I've started imagining what life would be if it was just us and our girl and another dog or two. That's where we were. Yeah, that's where we were. Honestly, I still like to think about that time. Henry, he doesn't mean it. We could have had a dog named Henry. (laughs) An interesting commonality I've found between infertility and having a reactive dog is the social pressure involved with each. There's a lot of pressure to have a child and a lot of pressure to have the perfect dog. The way people look at me when they see my dog having a bad reaction is similar to the way people look when I tell them I can't get pregnant. Like I'm somewhat of a failure and my life is worse for it. If I was a better writer, I'd consider writing something longer form on this. Anyway, I loved your article. Uh, yeah, that's interesting, too. Like, the looks like, you know, if Bo goes nuts at another dog or something like that. Yeah. Or if Bo's barking at something across the street. You know. It's essentially, you know what I like to do in those situations? I like to not even... I, I, I will... If I feel like Bo was in the wrong of the situation, I've he started it. I'll very quickly say sorry, and then I will turn away from that person entirely, and my all of my attention is focused on Bo and getting him to calm down. Oh, totally. So, you can look at me all you want, but right now, I'm going to calm down this old beast. I've decided, by the way, everyone, that Bo is very old. I combed so much gray hair out of him today. Oh, buddy. We have no idea how old Bo is. I mean, they probably just told they us... They said... He was a year. Well, the first vet. I remember the first the vet I went to him said like, he was three. Like, according to like his molars, he was at least three. Yeah. Well, and I, I suspect so he's probably like seven years old. I suspect now. that they say yes. They say dogs are younger than they actually are because they know that the older a dog is, the less likely it is to be adopted. Like people want younger. Yeah, but dogs. I say if I, I say if Bo was three to five, we would have still adopted him. Easily. I mean, I wanted we, to adopt. I wanted to adopt Batman the dog, who was ten. Who was ten? He's probably no longer. Hey, with hey, us. hey! We don't know that it's Batman. I mean, if and when we move to a larger house, we could consider adopting a senior dog, a small senior dog. Yeah. So that Bo doesn't get a small female senior dog. Right. So Bo doesn't feel threatened. Yeah. Although I feel like what the, what would happen then is that dog would end up like bossing Bo around. Yes, thousand percent. <laughs> Bo is bossed around by giant leaves that blow around in the wind. Yes, Bo is a little scaredy cat. Oh, Bo, great dog though. Um, number one dog. Number one dog. Uh, Katie, thank you so much for your email. I don't know if you'll hear. I don't think you listen to the podcast, but thank you for your email. Um, I'm going to play one dog related voicemail, if I may. Okay. Hey, y'all, it's Thomas in Colorado. I just paused the podcast because you were talking about Bo and maybe another foster dog, and I just want to tell you we had the same problem. Our Dane Husky Mix Blaze 
was just a terror with all other dogs until we found out that she was just territorial around dogs of her similar size. So what we ended up having to do, much to my not planning, was getting a Jack Russell mix. And she loves that little dog. You know, maybe it's because he's a puppy too and she can just swat him, but seems to be working out. So you might have to go with a smaller dog, but, you know, good luck on that front. All right. Bye. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they actually, you know, when we said a smaller dog, we were referring, I would, we had, I'd heard that voicemail earlier when Dory was playing it before the show. So that's where I got the small dog idea. So good idea. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. This next email is from Ashley. Last week we were talking about how Henry doesn't like to nap. Do you really feel like Henry doesn't like to nap? No, I think he's actually, I think he went through a short phase where he, it was really hard to put him down. You know, it's, as I've spent a few sort of like, you know, you've been busy, you've had things to do, and I've sort of had a little more Henry time of like, I just say to you, when does he have to go down? And you'll tell me, and then you leave and Mm -hmm. do what you need to do. And I will say that in those times, it's very, I find Henry to be a very easy baby. Yes, he is an easy baby. I find him to like sort of, you know, when he doesn't want to go down, it's not because he's being a dick. It's just he's like, Meh, guys, I'm not ready for this yet. Hmm. So what I do is I will sort of like, I really sort of try to get him in the room in the vicinity mm-hmm. of those mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Like this morning, for instance, when I was trying to put him down, I put him on the bed, on the day bed. Mm-hmm. And I read to him on the day bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then gave him a little food. And then he seemed like he was ready mm-hmm. to go down. So I don't think he doesn't like napping. I just think he's like, I'll nap, but only when I want to. You jerks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think the, 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 the tricky part with that is if you wait too long for his cues, then he gets overtired. Yeah, but then he just becomes a cranky bitch. Yeah. And then it's just like fighting through the crankiness. But his naps his naps lately have been actually pretty good. Um anyway, this from Ashley. My now eight month old science baby wanted to mostly eat when he was two months old and I could not get him to nap. I mentioned that at his two month appointment and the pediatrician wasn't concerned. She told me it was normal for two month olds because they're starting to notice the world around them. I've been back to work full time since he was 10 weeks old and my husband is a teacher who is home with the baby during the summer. He takes pretty good naps for his sitters and when it's just him and daddy. I often call him Mr. No Nap because when mom and dad are both home, he fights naps hard. Despite that, he's a very happy and fast growing adorable baby. We just ended up with little Mr. FOMO. He's also a decent night sleeper with the exception of his growth spurts and he knocks those out in about two days. Who knows? These little guys might just be low sleep needs. I've read some sleep training books and take some of the advice, but now I've decided to relax. And if whatever we're doing stops working, we'll tackle it. Then we're all happier, more well-rested having that attitude. That said, I hope he naps for you soon because naps equals I get shit done. Congrats on Henry. Much love to all of you from two adults, one curious crawling eight month old and a diabetic three legged cat. in a pretty good sized house in Northeast Ohio. I don't remember the square footage, but it's got a lot of bathrooms that I'll appreciate again when I have time to keep them clean on a regular basis. Ashley, thank you for your nap wisdom. (laughs) Uh, That is great nap wisdom. Yep. yep, Uh, yep. I appreciate all naps, wisdom and otherwise. Dory and I took a nap today. Mm Mm-hmm. 
um, whole family was in Nap City. Yeah. Dory and I were like, let's dial up our sleep numbers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, of course, went for Zero G. You love that Zero G. They are a sponsor, but also did not give us a nickel for that bed. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Just so we're all aware of what's happening here. Um, yeah. You really. have been sleeping a lot better I since ha- we got that I bed. Ha- well. You have. He says you. Yes, says me. Let me just figure out what my sleep score was last night, guys. Let's talk about it. Okay, I had a couple nights where I was like, I slept for two hours. And that was just by virtue of my own fault, not not like Henry or anything. And not the bed. Not the fault of the bed. I have to tell the bed about the new network. Oh, damn. Anyway, I think they might have yesterday sleep stored. Yeah. I had a 92, guys. Oh my gosh. Six hours and 27 minutes of restful sleep with one hour and nine minutes of restlessness. Now, of course, that is based on my own personal goal where I said to the thing, I was like, I'd like to sleep for six and a half hours. That's like, if I can get six and a half hours of actual sleep, I'm rock solid. So. Like I said, you've been getting better sleep. But I mean, a 90, yeah, 92 for me is great. So, like, I'm talking, look at this. So, 92, day before that, 91, a uh, 21. Oh, that was, oh, that was, that was staying up with Henry all night. 2.44 in the morning, I got into bed. And then I had to get out of bed at 7.20 because Dory had to poop. Mm. <laughs> well, I had been up with him since, basically since 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 76 on Wednesday, five hours. Anyway, long story short, so far so good on the bed. Um, All right. Last week we heard from Sarah, who uh, was sending out the signal about she'd had a bunch of chemical pregnancies and she was going to CCRM in New York. Remember her? Yes, I do. She wrote back. Oh, nice. She says, thank you so much for your support and information. It was good to hear Dory's experience with the retrieval and transfer process. I wanted to follow up to answer a few questions. CCRM workup. Matt asked if CCRM did the crazy workup on me that they typically do. They did not. Because they were going to do it before they transferred an embryo. But since all of my embryos from my retrieval cycle with them were abnormal, there was nothing to transfer and therefore no need for their workup. Uh-huh. Interesting. Uterine septum. Weirdly, I have slipped through the cracks for hysteroscopy and never have had that done. RMA New York doesn't do them in the office. They only do them as a general anesthesia hospital procedure. And NYU didn't think I needed it based on my saline uterine sonogram. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely something I want to have done. I do think something is going on, though, because of the two chemicals. Foster dog. You guys should totally foster when life settles down a bit, of course. I work really closely with a number of New York City-based dog rescues and can tell you that if you're willing to foster, you can set parameters around what type of dog you're able to foster to ensure that the foster dog gets along with Bo. It's a lot of work, as you well know, having adopted a dog, but fulfilling. Dear John, OMG, I've been meaning to write about this for weeks. I totally remember this show and think of the theme song anytime anyone around me says, Dear John. I can still remember the opening scene with the Dear John letter on the mantle. <laughs> Anywho, thank you for keeping the conversation going. Love listening to you guys. Dear John. Dear John. Oh, boy. By the time you read this letter, I'll be gone. All right. 
Thank you. That was a good time. Uh, Sarah, thank you for Sarah, keep us posted all the responses. Yeah, the, please uh, keep us posted. CCRRRR. CCRM. What? Yeah, I know. I just decided to make it a little better. Looking for reactive dogs, honey. Don't worry about it. Oh, did you find the subreddit? No. It says it doesn't exist. What? It's just r slash reactive dogs. I know. That's I it. know how to use Reddit. I'm not some sort of not Reddit using person. <sighs> Gosh. All right. She doesn't get me, guys. I'm going to play voicemail. Hi, Mandori, Bo, and Henry. Um, my name's Ari. I'm calling from Wisconsin. And I just wanted to call in. And I had a couple things. One, um, someone was calling in um, another mom, and she has um, twins, and she was talking about venting and how. I think her brother says something like, you asked for it, which isn't super empathetic. Um, I was just thinking, I just thought of a really good analogy that maybe, and I don't have any of my own children, but I think parents should get to vent just like every other human being. Maybe a good analogy is going to college. A lot of people pay a lot of money to go to college, and I know myself personally, while I was there paying and choosing and wanting to be there, I still complained a lot about exams, professors, taking the bus, all of those things. So I feel like maybe that's a good analogy that, you know, parents could, could have to, to use with people who aren't really being understanding. Um, and then the other one, just a quick thing on um, the woman who had called in just prior about um, having a lot of um, mosaics and chemical pregnancies. I was just wondering if maybe, I know Syria has a very intense, um, like, program when people start going there but i was wondering if maybe she had done any testing of her own like of her own genetics and stuff because um there's some unique things that can be going on in people and we can seem totally normal and we are totally normal but you know maybe in some of our genes the way it gets passed on isn't as successful i'm not sure i just thought maybe something you know to to consider for her and all in all, thanks for continuing on with the podcast. I love listening to you guys and your chatter and your venting and your realness. And, yeah, great job. Thanks. Bye. <sighs> love a Wisconsin accent. Yeah. That, like, flat Midwestern accent. Flat. Yeah, flat. No, I think it's very... I think they're sing-songy. Mm, interesting. Yeah, we think different things about this accent, but we both like it. Wow. I guess we should get a divorce. Interesting. All right, take me back. Dear John. <laughs> uh, Dear Matt. Oh, um, uh, thank you for that. And yeah, I, it just, it does seem like there's, there's an endless number of tests and things that could be the thing. It, it, it never ends. I think that you never know what the uh, thing is until it works. Mm-hmm. And even then you're like, wait, did it work because of the thing that we did or did it just happen to work? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <sighs> All right. Should we take another short break? I mean, we could. This root beer is not going to drink itself. <laughs> okay. Hold up. 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And we're back, dear John. Okay. Oh, God. Um, all right. We heard from a few people about Hashimoto's. Yes. Last week. Um... And I'm going to read one of our, the emails we got from Anonymous, who says, I was diagnosed at 34. My TSH was 25, and I was quickly put on Synthroid. I was, angry, I was angry to realize the old school primary care physician I had seen just one year prior told me everything was fine when my TSH was six, which was totally bogus. I just didn't know better at the time. We did not get pregnant at that time, but incidentally found we needed IVF for male factor anyway. I would get on Synthroid as soon as possible because it takes a couple months for your levels to change. Because I was so gung-ho to get pregnant, I decided to consult an endocrinologist, a naturopath, and an acupuncturist. I tried an autoimmune protocol diet for a while and am still gluten-free, but mm-hmm. some say autoimmune conditions like Hashimoto's can be tied to diet. I took all of the recommended supplements from the naturopath, too. So far, all is going well in my first IVF pregnancy at 12 weeks. Having a Hashimoto's does not mean you can't get pregnant. I've been told by one doctor it places me at a slightly higher risk of miscarriage and by another doctor that the risk is pretty much mitigated by having your TSH levels under control with meds. Who knows? Wishing you luck. Thank you, Anonymous, for those Hashimoto's insights. First of all, guys, I'm hearing some beeping. That might be from packages, but I don't hear Bo. Is he asleep? He is sound asleep. Okay. <laughs> like sound asleep. I was very confused. I was like, wait, <laughs> I heard the beep. Why don't I hear the angriness? Because he's he's decided he doesn't want to be a reactive dog anymore. Well, that's very nice of him. <laughs> uh, he's unsubscribed from r slash reactive dogs. Well, look, I'd tell him to resubscribe, but he's a dog. He doesn't have thumbs. How's he gonna? How's he gonna touch a mouse? That's true. I also I guess he could sort of. <clears throat> I turned off like, his internet. Pod it like that. Thanks to Circle. Mm-hmm. Thanks to our sponsor, Circle. Thank you, Circle. Honey, that's your sponsor. <clears throat> Isn't that a Forever Thirty Five sponsor? No, it's us. It's us. Thanks to our sponsor, Circle. Yep. <laughs> um. Okay. Do you want to read this email from Bailey? Yes, Bailey's a good doggy. It's it's a, from a dog, right? That has had its internet not turned off. Uh, nope. Oh, okay. Well, I'll read it anyway. I guess. Okay. Uh, did I scroll too far? There it is. Hello, Fire family. I'm writing a response to Michelle's questions about cervical stenosis, and I wanted to share my experience with the same problem. My husband and I were diagnosed with the same dreaded, unexplained infertility as she was. We did three IUIs before moving to IVF. The first two IUIs were extremely painful. And during our third, the doctor actually said I couldn't get the catheter through. So I did my best and put them on the cervix. Stay laying down for 30 minutes. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly didn't work. A total waste of their time. Uh, Total waste of our time. Their time. I'm I'm saying I'm reading it 
I'm just, you know, I'm playing fast and loose with tenses and who's writing what. Got okay? it. Okay? All right? Okay. I hope you can follow along, everyone at home. Boy, oh boy. I'm having this, trouble following along This day was studio. a mistake. I'll tell you that much. That's why I keep it as my wallpaper. I'm like, every, just remember, every day it could make a mistake. You Hi, know, guys. You've made a lot of jokes. Well, because Dear John's on my head. Our marriage. <laughs> And I'm starting to Dear think John. that maybe there's truth in them. Yeah. I mean, do you see the kind of friendships that formed in the divorce support group in Dear John? <laughs> Those are the kinds of real relationships that I want in my life. Anyway, back to Bailey's email. When we switched to IVF, the doctor wasn't able to complete my mock transfer. So they did a cervical dilation with the hopes of they could theoretically do a fresh transfer. When the day came, the doctor couldn't get the catheter in despite the dilation. And we had to cancel the transfer cycle and freeze the embryo and then try again. I can't tell you how frustrating and upsetting this was. Thankfully, it was fresh and we were able at least to do the freeze. That is good. Uh, From our subsequent transfers, I was put under full anesthesia and I was able to relax my body enough that they could do the transfer. Oh, that's interesting. Though the first one wasn't successful, my second round was, and we're the proud parents of twin girls. Doctor said it was one of the most difficult transfers he's ever done, even with the anesthesia. I don't know if your clinic would be willing to do transfers under anesthesia, but it's probably worth asking. Wow. Uh, thanks to us for creating a community. They've been listening since the beginning, and they have 2,000 square feet. Husband, 7-year-old daughter, 13-month-old twins, a 50-pound dog, and two cats. Jesus Christ. Christ. The shadow of Hershey Chocolate in Pennsylvania. Oh, I love a Hershey Park visit. Hershey, Pennsylvania, honey. Have you been? I have been. I haven't been to Hershey Park, but I've been to Hershey, Pennsylvania. Hershey Park's great. A lot of good coasters. I've been to the like the the store, bought chocolate yeah, sure. at the, the yeah, big yeah. store there. Big Hershey HQ, you know? <laughs> uh, they have the... Uh, well, the thing I most remember of Hershey Park is the, uh, in the I think it's in the Hershey Museum, there's the Apostolic Clock, hmm. which is a large handmade old clock that tells the story of the apostles in Christ. It's fascinating. I don't know why I still remember it, but I do. Really made an impact on you, huh? It did. Yeah. I remember that clock. Oh, good job, I'd Hershey. I'd like to make a clock. <laughs> Ooh, new hobby. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm in the clocks now. <laughs> um, okay. We have an email from Lauren. Okay. Who is a nursing student. And she really wants to work in labor and delivery after she graduates next month. Okay. So she says, I've been on L&D and postpartum units all summer and I'm loving it. What's great is that since I'm at a very large teaching hospital, they have a high patient volume and care for many high-risk OB patients, so I'm learning a lot. However, my most challenging days have not been when I'm crazy busy or have super medically complex patients. I've had a few emotionally draining cases and could use some advice. The other day, I took care of a patient who had a DNC for their third early pregnancy loss. Quite understandably, they had a total breakdown while coming out of the sedation from the procedure. While I think my preceptor did a great job handling the situation, she even said afterwards that she never knows what to say in those situations. So my question is, would any of your listeners who have been in similar situations be willing to share what nurses or other providers did or said that was comforting or helpful? 
I realize the whole situation just sucks and nothing you say will actually make it better, but maybe there are things we can do to not make them worse. Apparently, the last time this couple was in the hospital for their second pregnancy loss, a nurse told them that the next time they'd be there was because they were pregnant. You can't promise that. You never know what is going to happen. And this is the one thing the couple remembered from the last time they were there. Thank you in advance for the advice. Feel free to edit for length. Well, we didn't. Congrats on Henry and for Bo being such a good big brother. Best wishes to you all. Lauren in a 558 square foot apartment with a cat somewhere in the mid-Atlantic. Okay. So that signal has gone out. And, uh... Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'd say things like... Are you cold? Are you hot? I can change that right now. Things that are in your control. Yeah. Let's 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 make you as comfortable as we can. What do you what do you need from us? Yeah. Things like that. I need a baby. Uh, uh, well, um, I gotta go. I'll be back. My shift is changing in an hour. That was a little role play in my head of what I would do as a nurse. Mm, you'd, you'd be a <laughs> great nurse (laughs) nope i would not be um okay honey you got forever 35 people writing in now yeah what is happening i mean it's from Rosalind. yeah she's originally a forever 35 og ogf35 she can't get enough of me and kate oh well i mean can anyone you know if if they're in your office at your computer you can get enough of them Trust me. Wow. Yeah, that's right. I took a nap. <laughs> Life is so hard I was like, for you. Oh, I can't do anything. Oh, let's go take a nap. Life is so hard for Matt. Everyone should know that. It, you should know that I can just nap whenever I feel like napping. Yeah. Uh, he goes back to work in two weeks. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm going to work next week, so... Uh, and and dis- she decided to venture over to Excellent Adventure this winter, not too long before becoming pregnant myself. Oh, wow. Dory, I remember you talking about hiring a doula, but I don't recall you saying anything about her on your birth episode. I'm considering one. <laughs> Did we really not? We must have said a little bit of it. something. But, you know, much like I always thought. Never mind. Continue. I'm considering one for my labor and was wondering what your experience was like and if you felt like the extra cost was worth it. I'd like to have as low intervention of a birth as I can, though I want the interventions if I really need them, so I'm planning to give birth at a hospital. And it sounds like having a doula is a good step towards that goal. Would love to hear any of your thoughts, and big congrats on Henry. So happy for you, too. Well, I think if I had gone into labor on my own... thousand percent. I would have been thrilled to have a doula if I, you know, had been laboring at home... And the doula was there and kind of helping me with the breathing and the exercises and all that stuff. And then we went to the hospital and she was coaching me through it. Would have been great. As it was, I had an induction that went on for fucking ever. And they all they generally say that they don't come until you're in active labor. Well, I never went into active labor. And we basically... <laughs> Had to be like, uh, we need you to come like now to get her to come to the hospital. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing. I think you just never know what kind of what kind of birth you're gonna end up with. So we we rolled the dice and turned out that I don't 
think we really needed her. Like, it was nice no, to have her look, there. I'll just tell you straight up. It's nice. I mean, you're there. You're not like, it's not like you're having, if it's your first pregnancy, then I would say yes, Kenadula. Because yeah. it's just having like a, it's like going to a, to a place with a, with a local tour guide. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's like having, um, you know, a, a, a costumed colonial take you around Faneuil Hall. <laughs> <laughs> They've been there. That's a thing you can do? They know what's happening. I don't know. Hmm. Um, yeah, it was, like, nice to have her there uh, for sure. Um, but I think if I had gone into labor on my own, it would have been more helpful to have her there. Also, you know, I think that a lot of the people I had spoken to about their experiences with doulas, a lot of them, I think it had a bad hospital experience and like felt like the doula was there in part to kind of like be the go between, you know, like to advocate for them with, with nurses and doctors, but I actually felt like I was treated very respectfully by the nurses and yeah, the entire staff, the entire staff at Cedars. Um, So I didn't really feel like I needed that necessarily. But again, not something you know before you go into it, right? So I mean, it's sort of just like how much of a backup do you want? Yeah, I guess I'm I'm saying this, Raza. Are you the type of person? is this is Rosalind? This is what Rosalind's question. Mm-hmm. Rosalind, are you type? Are you the type of person that always purchases trip insurance? See, I never purchase trip insurance. Don't, I guess just let me finish. <laughs> if okay. so, yeah, then a duel is definitely right for you. Dory, was a duel right for you? Maybe not. Exactly. Let me finish my sentences. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. <laughs> Roslyn, help me! <laughs> really acting like a real podcaster over here, cutting Just, people off. Oh God! Interrupting. What's so funny is I was helping Dory uh, with some editing she was doing on a Forever Thirty Five ad, getting it ready to go, and uh, I came in from my manual labor, and I stood by her with her garage band. I'm trying to teach. I was trying to teach her how to. You know, do the edits on her own and stuff like that, which she's super capable of. But what cracked me up was she was like, well, what happened? This must have shifted. We wouldn't, we're not talking over each other. We can't, we, we, this, this must have shifted the timeline. I'm like, I scrolled to the end and I saw the, the timeline lined up. I was like, you did not, nothing has shifted. You definitely talked over each other. It's and true. I had to prove it by pulling in the files raw and having her hit play. That's true. So we did talk over each other. It was very funny to me. Yep. How are your garage band lessons going? Well, you know, I remember a long time ago I asked you to teach me how to edit and you refused. You told me I yeah, should just but learn. Here's on my why own. I think I I think I was correct in refusing. It's so much easier to te- for me to teach when someone has an actual thing in front of them mm. and needs to do it. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, haven't I been very good about like... If I have specific If you questions, have a specific yes. thing, no problem. Totally. But it's like, to, for me to like think of like everything you'd need to know, mm. it's sort of why I taught myself and why I'm happy to help you mm-hmm. along the way. See, you're more of like a self-taught person. Yeah, I am. Then as opposed to a what? Someone who likes to be taught. Oh, Sure. I guess. I mean, I didn't have any really options. It's not like in 2008, there was a lot of podcast tutorials <laughs> floating no, around. Totally, <laughs> totally. I I like to I like to be guided by a human. Yeah. Um, I like to be shown. Yeah, I mean, it's what I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I know I don't. But that but YouTube videos are showing. I know, but they are not really. What? They're not there with you. Uh, this is true. Okay. All right. So. Look. That's just the difference between you and me. Okay, sarah, sarah. Dear John. Okay. All right. We're going to skip ahead to this Alrighty. email from Alina. Alina. Who writes, I called in a while back and left the voicemail about whether to change baby plans based on the possibility of a parent's passing. I just want to say thank you for your empathy and all the kind messages from other listeners. I cried with each time and you guys made me feel understood. Thank you, especially Matt, for the suggestion to record an interview with my dad. Mm. Your comment stuck in my mind and ensured that when I saw him that weekend, I had my equipment with me. We've been able to do three recording sessions. Oh, that's great. And I now have about one and a half hours of my dad talking about his life in Cuba as a kid and teenager. Both of my parents are Cuban Jews. Hey. Hey. Whoa. What? (laughs) Henry's technically a Cuban Jew. I thought he was the only one. No, there's there are a lot of Cuban Jews. I didn't know that. Wait, so you acknowledge that your dad's family was Jewish? No, 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 uh, honey. You have the the coat of arms is right there. The entire mm-hmm. history of the Meyer family is sitting in her mm-hmm. hallway, which mm-hmm. she refuses to look at. What are you talking about? I've looked at it. Oh yeah, what's our what is the slogan on our coat of arms? I don't remember. Oh my god, she's just. A liar, everybody. I'm not a liar. By integrity alone. That is the Myra saying, the motto. Uh, All right. He has been too sleepy and ill in the subsequent months to get more interviews, but I'm hoping to get more since it seems like his health has stabilized recently. That's great. Anyway, those three interviews are thanks to you guys, and I wanted you to know that. Since when I called in, it's been easier to say to myself, it's okay if you won't meet my future children and just try to treasure each moment I have. I also wanted to say I love the Henry nicknames and wanted to share that my dad nicknamed me Monster Butt, Booger, and Booger Butt as a kid. <laughs> my mom nicknamed me Poopsie, uh-huh. my second sibling Poopy, and my youngest sibling Poop. That stopped the day when she yelled Poop at daycare to tell him to come home, and he was super upset and embarrassed. Ah. I don't think she even realized she was saying the word Poop at that point, so be careful where you use Henry's nicknames in the future. Thanks so much, Alina, in a 900-square-foot, one-bedroom apartment in Los Angeles with two adults, a small dog, almost always a second guest dog. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you have done that. That's really great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I'm glad we were able to I'm help. I'm a little jealous. I should do that with my parents. But again, I'm genuinely lazy. 
Mm. We've had both sets of parents here while podcasting. Yeah. And we've uh, not taken any advantage of that. It's true. Really, I think the true benefactors of that are the listening audience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lisa has a question. For those who've made it to pregnancy and baby after IVF struggles, I'm wondering how people find quality and affordable full-time daycare after parents go back to work. Specifically, is there a good way to find reviews on daycare facilities or how do people evaluate nannies? Also, how much effort do people put into this before baby is even born? Any tips and tricks would be greatly appreciated. Dory and Matt, thank you so much for continuing to share your lives with us. It's my favorite podcast every week. Oh, thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Uh, well, our sponsor, Care.com. Yes, they'll even give you background checks. Is one way to evaluate nannies. And pay them. And pay them. But really, I think it's essentially seems to be word of mouth is the best way to go here. Find people you know that have had experience with said places or people and talk to them about it. And I think once that you vet them in that sort of uh, minor vetty way, then you'll be like, okay. Because I know we hired um, Holly to help us out part-time here for like Sundays when we're podcasting. Dory uh, called references, talked. That's not really word of mouth, though. It's word from another person's mouth. Yeah, but word of mouth would have been like... Yeah, sure. If Dale, your friend Dale from right. from from Pilates was like, this is the best yes, person. exactly. Sure, but we went another route, which was... Next door. Yeah. I and found then, Holly. And then we did door. some calls and, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, checking references is always important, I think. But ask around, I yeah. guess is what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear from listeners about how they found daycares and or nannies. Please let us know. Yeah. I remember going when I was a kid, I used to go to the daycare at the bowling alley. Oh. And my mother was in a bowling league. Oh. At the the Brunswick in... Uh, that was so smart of them to have daycare, to have, you at know... At the Brunswick, I guess it's... Child it Lowell, technically? Or was it Tingsboro? I'm going to look it up. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm curious how people find these places and, and what to, what they, what they look for. Um, it's called the Brunswick Zone Lowell Lanes now. Oh, look at that. It's on Pawtucket Boulevard, honey. Oh, I spent so much time in that daycare. They got a nice new paint jib. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That picture just takes me back. Wow. Guys, I'd like to attend. I'd like to go back to Boston in the fall to sort of have, uh, you know, Henry uh, experience the joys and horrors (laughs) of Boston in the fall. Um. So, yeah, looking forward to that, potentially doing such a thing. If you'd like to rent us your home, please do so. I've been on VRBO looking. Not a ton. Oh, just for funsies, I was like, let's see what the Encore Hotel would be that night. The Encore nightly rate for the regular suite is $1,900 a month. 
The rates at that $1, place. $1,900 a night? A night is what I meant. Not a month. What? For yeah. a regular room? Yeah. $1,900? Yeah. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. Did you look at like the biggest room or something? No. Honey, I'm telling you, it's a hit. $1,900? It's a hit. How is that even possible? Now, if you have a red membership, you can get it for $1,700, I think. Oh. So, but also, you know you know what I've always said? Boston has the most expensive hotel rooms on the planet Earth. You have always said that. I've been saying this for years. No one's listening. Uh and uh, I, I was just like, did I just select like the busiest week of the year? What is the problem? Did you? No, honey. Look, watch. Ready? Uh, pick a random. Just pick a random. Whatever. No, I'm doing it too. No, pick a random. I'm doing it for you right now on the screen. I picked. I picked August thirteenth to August sixteenth. Honey, I see three hundred ninety-five dollars a night. Yeah, maybe August. Yeah, I was looking at a signature suite. Oh, that was all that was available. Okay, the Premier King is three hundred ninety-five dollars a night. But look at the signature suite, twelve ninety-eight, and then the Harbor View is thirteen ninety-eight, and then the two-bedroom is five thousand. Okay, but a regular room is three ninety-five. Well, how come it's six ninety-eight here? Like, what are you looking at? I'm looking at the encore. I'm looking. If you if you checked in on Tuesday, August thirteenth, and you checked out on Friday, August sixteenth. Wow. Well, I'm looking at like future dates. What dates are you looking at? I was just like I just picked random dates in September. Well maybe anyway, September is Do more. You live in Boston. Expensive. Have you been to the Encore? How is it? Does it compare to the regular Encore? The one from Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, I see what you mean. That week is very expensive. Thank you for figuring that out. At least I'm not super crazy. But like, oh no! In fact, the the nights of the twenty fourth and twenty fifth are the most expensive nights, like in there. Oh, it's gone up so much since I last looked. It's twenty six hundred dollars. You know what? I think August they have some grand opening uh, specials, and then and then the end, and then it gets the. It looks like the lowest rate then becomes. 725 a night and then it goes down to 495 in in november thanksgiving week yeah that's absurd that is absurd i agree that's absurd thank you for agreeing with me have you been everyone is anyone out there have you gone when did it open tell me about it i need to know what kind of games they got how's it going do they play roulette down there is that legal in massachusetts I thought they had everything. I don't know. They don't have a sports book. Oh, true. Although I thought I thought you could now bet on sports in all fifty states if it was legalized in the states. Didn't people decide that? No. It's legal in New Jersey now. Yes. At the state level you can decide. And for some reason, by the way, California has not said yes. It's very annoying. Mm. <laughs> the featured slots, Buffalo Gold, great machine. And the Game of Thrones slot machine, sure. Ooh, James Bond diamonds are forever. Let's view the details. Oh, guys, let's go. Search for diamonds on the reels for jackpots playing James Bond. Diamonds are forever. The action-packed stepper game features the iconic movie. Thrilling please, wheel bonus. Please talk that way. 
forever. Like wheel bottom. <laughs> so excited. Uh, can I read these last couple emails? Yeah, I mean we've we've we're we're, we're we've done we've done our time. Okay. Let's uh, answer some questions. Well, this is from Danielle, who says, I just want to say I have the same problem with video game story. I cannot do the 3D ones. My kids and husband love many that Matt does, Red Dead Redemption, Overwatch, but I just can't get the hang of them. Here are a few suggestions that I can do that work with the gaming systems you have. Mm. Mario Kart 8. It is 3D, but I can work the controls pretty easily. Yeah, because there's no up and down. All of the Super Nintendo goodies are available now on the Switch. Super Mario, Yoshi Island, Monopoly is available on the Switch. We play it as a family. My youngest liked Little Big Planet, and I could play it some. It's a Mm -hmm. fun game. Mm -hmm. Good luck. Love, Danielle. Danielle, thank you. Um, And then Marshana wrote in to say that she and her husband have played most of the Lego games and find it to be a great way to play and do something together. And she says, I think you both will enjoy Lego Batman and the Lego movie games the best. Um, And she also says, when I heard you had played Borderlands, I was intrigued and told my husband about it right away. We've been looking for more co-op games to play together. We already played all of the Gears of Wars and most of the Halo games mm-hmm. together and was sad to find most games are online co-op and not made for split-screen interaction these days. Yeah. Anyways, another game you may be interested in is the new Mario game, Mario Odyssey. Oh, we already play, we played that a little bit in the hospital. This game is not violent. Someone can play as Mario's hat while the other plays as Mario. Oh, I didn't realize that you could two-player it like that. Honey, I'm back on board. Okay. Also, the new Rayman games are a good choice and fun to play together. Rain Man? Rayman, she oh, wrote. All right. Um, oh, they also they brought their puppy Yoshi home a couple months ago. Never had a dog before. Any tips for housebreaking him? Also, any tips in general for puppy four months is appreciated. I've never trained a puppy. I've only adopted. Uh, I've started with a puppy, uh, and it's been crate. I've crate trained. That's how I've gone. Yeah, people say crate training is is the way to go. So, so that's my advice. Best of luck. Good luck to you. Um, here's a voicemail. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Hannah calling again from Windsor, Ontario, Canada, which is right across the border from Detroit. I'm calling again because I hated my last message. Uh, I just wanted to tell you guys that I'm so excited that you guys discovered the Lego games, especially the Indiana Jones one. They're so much fun. I grew up playing them on the PS2. Um, yeah, my I didn't have video games growing up. I grew up in a really strict home, especially like violent video games mm-hmm. were not allowed. So I didn't get a PS2 till I was basically in high school and I'm 24 now, so it wasn't that long ago. Uh, anyways, I'm a longtime listener and first time caller and I'm just I'm a huge fan of you guys and I'm wishing everything well with Henry and Bo. Have a good one. Bye. Uh, Lego games getting another thumbs up. Let me just tell you right now, the Avengers Lego game we tried at Avengers Age of Ultron and it just is, it is there's too much happening. Yeah. I agree. I'm trying, there's this part like where you're like, Dory's Captain America and I'm Iron Man flying around Stryker's castle base but I don't (laughs) I cannot figure out how to do anything but kill the soldiers flying around. And I'm supposed to like be taking out these cannons. I found it to be very frustrating. There's too much killing, even though it was Lego killing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was not a fan. Just Legos breaking apart, honey. I know, those poor Legos. <laughs> Batman doesn't kill. Oh. You know that about Batman. That's true. So, 
That'll be pretty good. I'm excited. Maybe. We'll try that. Okay. Cool. Uh, this last email is from Vanessa, who writes, I had to stop the podcast to say, Dory, I'm with you on Rocket Man. I'm not a fan of musicals and was surprised to say the least the first time the jazz hands were deployed. I was totally expecting the Elton version of Bohemian Rhapsody. Shocker. I still think that's what the movie is, even though people have told me not. I know. That's what they marketed it as. Uh, she lives in London. Oh, in yeah. In 1,600 square feet with her boyfriend and son, Zach, who is 21 months. Uh. I'm very excited about that. I'd love to live in London. It's very oh, expensive. London. I miss you. Oh, London. London town. Guys, we're going to wrap this up, but you can still get more of us if you support the Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Help us pay for Patreon fun, which is producing the podcast every week. Mm-hmm. Helping us pay for someone to watch the baby while we podcast about the baby. It's a vicious circle of babies and podcasts. <laughs> So thanks to the following people who've donated $5 uh, and up. You get your name read every month. Here's some names for this month. Christine M. Christy Maggs. Daphne Powers. Darlene Estramera. DFI Plums. Diana. Uh, Emily McNaughton. I skipped one. I skipped Edwina. Morgan Bodo. Uh, Erica Brown. Aaron Gudge. Aaron Turley. Evelyn Schmevelin. Greta Truitt. Hannah Crowder. Heather Nelson. Helen R.B. Hoot and Waddle. Jack Woodyard. Jacqueline Griffin. Jane Callahan. Jennifer Sika. Jennifer Floyd. Jennifer Steele. Jess Branch. Jesse Hendricks. Jolene Sigler. Julie Phillips. Kane McCall. Caitlin Young. Catherine Shimmons. Katie Heimer. Katie Regan. Katie Tavey. Kelly. Kelly Zimmerman. Carrie Mills. Kim Mestra. Kimberly Shepard. Krista Parker. Kristen Anderson. Christopher Fonagy. Leela Arshid. Layla. That's what I meant to say. Laura Dodge. Uh, Laura Madge Laura Rosenblum Lauren Lauren Luther Leslie Shoup Lex Conant uh, Liesel Lily Avalar Lindsay Earls Linnea Thunsell Maggie Fleming Amanda Johnson Margaret Metcalf Marie Morgan Martin Hedegaard-Peterson Maud Tremblay Kenzie Erickson Meg Eck Megan Frank Megan Murphy Magana Prasad Melinda Phelps Melissa Garcia Melissa March Quinn Michelle Kitz Miller Mike Kim and Leo Monica Bold Mariah C. Adamic. Mr. Bundy. Nicole Ponday. Nancy Powell. Nicholas Skidmore. Nikki Bossert. Nikki Maraca. Narantha Bellagobel. Patricia Faustrezig. And Paul Sharp, thank you all so much. Lex Conan, where the hell are you? What are you up to? Let us know. Bye. How's cash? All right, bye.